Ed has helped several pro athletes, companies, organizations, and sport teams overcome their mental blocks, reach their peak potential, increase their performance, produce more results, and just have more fun in their life and business. Bring me the energy, all right? choose will determine what you physical limits and mental barriers. This Saturday, I will be doing the hardest day hike in America, 20 miles, 19 hours. And so I had to bring on someone who could show me how to break my mental barriers, push my physical limits and take it to another level. So that's what we're talking about today on the show. Let's bring in the show. Ready? Welcome to the Success Code, where Roy Red provides interviews, discussions, strategies, and talks to help broaden your perspective on your road to cracking the Success Code. Success Code. Success Code. Success Code. Hi, everybody. It's Roy Red, five-time best-selling author, internationally recognized speaker, and your host of this show, The Success Code, where we share positive ideas, tactics, and strategies in interviews to help you crack your success code. Today, we have a motivational speaker, business advisor, just someone who knows the mind and can show us how to raise our mental limits, break our physical barriers, Randy Mbuge. Randy, how are you, brother? I'm doing amazing. What about yourself? I'm doing good, man. Um, You staying warm out there, staying COVID-free? Yes, sir. Without a, without a doubt. Right. You know, I got to be healthy out here. Yeah, yeah. So tell the people um, who you are and what you do. So I say who I am. So my name is Randy Mbuge. I say I'm, I am a 20-year-old professional keynote speaker. Mm-hmm. I'm currently working on um, publishing a course called The Hack Method. It's going to be released and officially online March 1st. I am a real estate agent, soon to be real estate investor, working on building my asset column, building my investments, and I shall be a future author as well. Mm-hmm. In, in the next this year, in 2021, mm-hmm. I will definitely be a published author. And so that's currently where I'm at right now. Okay. We'll dive into what your book will be about, but just let's talk a little more about yourself. What's your background? 
what inspired you to do what you do today and um, things of that sort? Well, so it's kind of, I'll say it's kind of funny, but I have such a story where I've been to different states and due to me actually being in the military, I've had different experiences. First one being that, you know, when I was 18, I was my first time going on a plane. And by me going to that experience, say, basic training in South Carolina, mm-hmm. Fort Jackson, South Carolina, it really opened my eyes to the basis of what, to an extent of what we're able to accomplish and what we're able to do. And so by doing that, that was, to me, one of the cornerstones to why I continue to say we're able to break through and able to overcome the certain obstacles that we have in our lives. Yeah. You know, for me, I started on my, say, journey and my process of self-development when I was 16 years old in the basis of listening to speakers such as Jim Rohn, Les Brown, Inky Johnson, Eric Thomas. And that was something that I was like, yeah, I love this. And then when I was listening to Les Brown, it kind of opened my eyes to be like, live your dreams and understand that your current situation does not define who you are becoming. And so through that, I work to then show that through my daily efforts. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Jim Rohn. So the founder of Jim Rohn International is actually coming on the show soon. We don't have a date yet, but I talked to him via email. I'm super excited about that. Uh, Jim Rohn, Love him, man. Uh, had the opportunity to speak on stages with Les. Actually, denied the opportunity because it wasn't a paid opportunity. But I'm sure I'll be able to speak with Les in the future. Out of all of your favorite motivational speakers, who's your favorite and uh, why? I'm going with Les Brown. Yeah, uh, Les Brown. Les Brown is my favorite, say, motivational speaker, simply because of. I would honestly say the swap that he brings to the stage as far as how he articulates his story and delivers his message. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the speakers that I, you know, I look to embody and learn from because of how you can conquer the stage with just your story mm-hmm. and motivating others and sparking that flame within them so that they can go to their next level. Yeah. So. yeah. Tell us about your first book. Uh, you're planning it. Do you have a date yet? And uh, what's it going to be about? And um, do you have a title? Can we get an exclusive on that? What, uh, what inspired mm-hmm. the book? I got you. So, wow. Um, so I don't have a release date just yet. Uh-huh. I am still in the, say, pre-editing stages where I'm working on my chapters and working on putting and just doing brain dumps and putting all my stories into it and working with my editor yeah. as well. And so the idea kind of caught flame. Well, first, let me give you the title of the book. The title of the book is called The Hack Method. And the reason why I wanted to use that acronym was because the essence of hack is habits, accountability, and consistency. And what I wanted to do was put it into a book saying the hack method, understanding that it's habits, accountability, and consistency that are going to be the foundation to taking us to where we want to go. Yeah. And the idea, you know, caught fire in the middle of January. I was actually on the app Clubhouse, right? And I was telling them, you know, pieces of my story and how the last two years I had gone up in weight, gone down in weight, and I didn't have a set habit as far as like my eating um, disciplines and my workout regimens. I wasn't, I wasn't being consistent and I wasn't being purposeful with what I was doing. Yeah. And so then, you know, I mentioned the words habits, you know, accountability, consistency. And then one of the uh, people that were in the audience of Clubhouse, they were like, doesn't that sound like a book? 
And then there was actually an editor on the Clubhouse group, and she was like, that could be a plot line. And then she was like, habits, accountability, consistency, hack, the hack method. And I was like, mm. And I was, I was, I was like, I was taken aback, and I was literally so ecstatic, you know, getting to hear that. And I was like, that's perfect. And I was like, I'm gonna start writing. I'm gonna start working on that. And then, you know, due to her being a, the editor who kind of, you know, sparked that idea as well, I was like, well, you know, let me work with her and see that she's seeing the vision for this as well. So, that's kind of the the foundation or the kind of the, the origins of how I got to the title and what's to come inside the book. Awesome. Awesome. We got to connect on Clubhouse really quick. Let me set the room here on this live. Uh, if you just join the live, we are talking about how to break your mental limits and physical barriers with Randy Mbuge, real estate professional, motivational speaker, business CEO, um, and soon to be a best-selling published author. Uh, right. So if you are on YouTube, please jump in the chat on the right and say hi and um, ask some questions. That'll be below if you're on LinkedIn and Facebook. Ask Randy whatever you want to ask him. Um, yes, sir. Hack method, man, the hack method. You know, is it really about hacking ourselves? Or, I mean, I understand that's just the acronym for your book, but what's truly the key? What's what's truly that way to get leverage so that we can change our habits so that we can get a hold of ourselves um i'm doing a hike this saturday is the hardest hike in america day hike uh 20 miles 19 hours and we'll probably do it in 12 to 14. Uh, people die all the time on this hike but i like to just push myself and know that i can go to that place if i have to um mm -hmm. What's some strategies, tactics, and ways to think so that we can take our mental to the next level and break our physical barriers, but at the same time, be safe? Yeah, for sure. I would say the first one would be honestly listening to yourself and saying, like, it's not a matter of, okay, how bad do I want to do this? Because you could then, you know, be on the verge, you know, not say killing yourself, but yeah, going above and beyond. But I would say that it's, you know, making that decision and saying that, you know, I'm choosing to do this and I'm not going to stop or I'm not going to limit myself saying that I can and cannot do this based upon how I may be feeling, yeah. you know, because you can make the commitment to train for it. And so now what exactly is that outcome? You know, what does that goal look like? Yeah. And I saw the first one is just honestly making that decision saying that I'm going to do this because I already made the commitment and I'm already invested. Yeah. Um, that's key. And it's crazy you said, like, focus on what you're saying to yourself. I think self-talk is the key. A uh, good friend of mine, Javon, he's a monster. I I'm a monster too, but I'm humble. Um, we're going on this hike together. We're, I'm not sure who else goes, but when we go on these strenuous hikes, kind of one of the quotes he came up with, but I use as a mental, um, like a mental thing to myself is just a simple declaration. It just goes, man, move feet, feet, move man. And like, <laughs> when you're super tired, feet on fire, can't breathe, altitude high, 
you know, because we hike all the time. You just man move feet, feet move, man, and just keep walking, keep yeah. up that mountain, man. Um, um, tell us a time where you've been in tough struggle, maybe the hardest time in your life. Uh, my claim to uh, from struggle to to where I am today was I had to push my 1987 Honda Civic on the freeway uh, by myself for two miles, and sometime. In between in that in that two miles, I decided to take full responsibility for my life. Where have you had some struggles and what did you learn from those struggles? Because I believe life only has two characters in this narratives that struggle and progress, struggle. and mm -hmm. progress. So tell us about a struggle that maybe you didn't think you would get through, but you got through. And what did you learn? That's perfect. So, so ironically, right, when I was going through basic training, there was this, there was this time period, um, and I don't want to get you know, too deep into the story because of just how long it is, but so what happened was I was randomly put into like a leadership position because I had been a leader once in the past, but like I had got fired due to uh, misplacing of like my weapon. And so that's very serious because they would have to shut down the whole entire post. Yeah. So then what happened was my drill sergeant, she comes up to me and she's like, okay, hey, I know that, you know, you're given this position, but look, there is a good chance that you, you may get fired today. And I was like, hi, I like, you just, you just gave me the position like an hour ago. How are you going to tell me like I'm about to get fired? You know? And I was like, this is crazy. Like, so what happened was, Literally, we're eating like our MREs, which is like meal ready to eat in the military. It's preservatives. It's you can it can go ten years without you know being eaten, and you can still eat it. I don't suggest that you do it, but hey, if push comes to shove, do what you got to do. Yeah. But first sergeant comes out and he's throwing gas canisters, and he's like, "You guys are not like effing listening to my sergeants." Look, and so he's like, "You got." He's like, "Dead, dead, dead, dead," and you're just like. Yo, this is ridiculous because we're trying to like eat dinner. Like we're about to go on like hike here soon with like our, you know, um, with our gear. And we're like, are you serious? And so then they're like, student first. And then and I'm like, yeah, that's me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what she's talking about. This is what she's talking about. This is do or die. Trying to say that I'm gonna get fired because of this situation that came out of nowhere. And so then what has to happen is that you have to plan a medevac and you have to put people in place to say that hey, this right here is going to be. Um, casual. You don't need to pick them up first. This one here is routine. They'll be all right. And this one right here is, you know, like not the red flag, but you got to come get them now, right now, because they are, they're about to die. Like this one, right here, they're black. They need to go right now. And so then you, so what you have to do is you have to delegate. So the reason why it was only so stressful is because they're looking at you yelling, 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 yelling. And yeah. just looking at you and you're like, well, you're student first. You got to figure all this out. So then it's not only like that was the situation because that was just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And then you can fast forward, say 12 hours later, and they and then I'm talking about it's like four, three o'clock in the morning, and we're doing our ruck march with you know our rucks on our backs, and we're just we're just going. Like you don't know how far you're really going because it's dark. The only people who really know are the drill sergeants. So then me being the student first, I'm put in the middle, and there we have us in staggered columns, you know, just that's what they teach you that if you're going like on a convoy or a mission, be in staggered columns so like the enemy can't, you know look to kill all of you at once. Yeah. And so then I'm in the middle with like, um, per se, my battle buddy. And so I'm like, 
I see that, you know, we're really going through it. It's dark. We're starving right now. Like, we're all exhausted. Hey, like, we got to find drive. We got to find something that's going to take us over the hill. And so I was like, like, let's go. Like, I don't, it's something clicked. And I feel like that happens for a lot of us is that something, something clicks. And when it clicked for me was when I'm seeing the soldiers almost falling over and they're like crutching and limping. And I'm like, oh, we're almost done. We're almost done. We're almost done. We're almost done. And I'm running up and down the hill of four platoons, making sure that we're all good. Just so that I say, okay, hey, our soldiers are making it back on time. We're hitting our, uh, you know, our time marks and everything like that. Yeah. And we're going to complete this road march. You know, so and that's exactly what happened. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like for me, that was like a testament as far as, you know, when you're questioned, you need to perform. And you, it's, always, you, it's like a battle between yourself. It's one of those things. It's a battle between yourself. And it, it gets to a point where, honestly, it feels as if that no one else can help you. And you have to make that decision yeah. to either persevere or persevere, prevail, or let it be what it is. And then yeah. you know that you, in a sense, gave up on yourself. It doesn't feel like that, but I feel that's exactly what's happening at times, you know, that I could have went harder. Why didn't you? Yeah, I wasn't too much pain, you know, like, so, yeah. Yeah, that's where it's at, man. That's where it's at, man. All right, Randy, we do what we call the red zone where I hit you with five questions, quick questions that kind of are hard for guys like me and you to answer. Are you ready to enter the red zone? Um, I am. I am. I'm good. I'm good to go. Let's get it. All right, let's get it. All right, Randy, what's your favorite book and why? Favorite book is Live Your Dreams by Les Brown. It showed me at a young age that, you know, you're able to accomplish anything that you really put your mind to, and it's up to you to make it happen. Yeah. Would you rather be loved or respected? Ooh. <laughs> respected. Respected. Why? Well, because it's it may sound harsh to some people, but look, you know, they say love not gonna pay the bills. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's one of those things that it's why am I respected? It's not like I'm respected due to being a dictator. You may be respecting me because I've showed you that I'm gonna give it all I got. You're gonna respect me just because I'm willing to do the same thing that you're doing and then some, and we're gonna get to our goal together. Yeah. What's your favorite quote and why? Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, my favorite quote, don't spend major time on minor things. I feel as if that quote alone is not only powerful, but it helps put things into perspective about if somebody says, I feel like I'm not in control of my schedule. I feel like I'm not in control of my life. I would say, why? Why is that? What are you spending time on? Don't spend major time on minor things. Yeah. And that and Jim Rohn is actually the one. That's, that's Jim Rohn's quote. So. Yeah, I love Jim Rohn, man. Love Jim Rohn. If you could spend 24 hours with anyone in history, who would it be and why? You know, at first, I probably would have been like, oh, Elon Musk. But then I have my own reasons to be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Because for me, Steve Jobs, when he said, this is the quote right here, when he said, uh, the ones who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are the ones who usually do. Yeah. And Steve Jobs is one of those, is a testament to that, that he's had his ups and downs and still has become one of the greatest innovators this world has ever seen. Yeah, yeah. So. Actually, uh, tap into the show March 4th. I'm interviewing uh, uh, Patty who works at Stanford and she's in the Silicon Valley, one of the top 50 most powerful women. 
in the Silicon Valley. She brought me in to speak at Stanford uh, twice, actually, last year and uh, the year before last year. And um, she got some cool Steve Jobs stories. So tap in. She's, you know, in those circles. So tap in, tap in. Last question. What is success to you? What is a perfect successful life to you? This one is, oh man, I was asking myself this in September, you know, uh, so for me, a perfect successful story is, you know, giving it everything that I got, you know, giving everything I had within as far as my visions, as far as my goals and dreams. And if it doesn't come to fruition, at least I know with absolute certainty that I gave it everything I got and I have no regrets. Man, hard work, dedication. Uh, What uh, branch were you in? Army Reserve, Army Reserve, so, or the Army. Thank, thank you for your service, brother. Thank you for your service. Um, if you lost everything, was that zero? What are the first three steps you would take to get it back? Wow. Oh, man. So I'm not going to lie. I feel like family has really helped me a lot to get to where I'm at. So I'll say that's my first step yeah. is... Um, see, hey, like, you know, give me like six months to like spot me for six months. And that'll be the first one just because I feel like as if those are people that you can, you can count on. So at least you don't have to worry about where am I going to live or where am I going to stay. The second one is assess, you know, or at least reflect on what happened and what got you there so that you don't do it again. You know, so you don't make those same mistakes again. And then I say the third one is really tap in who who is within your inner circle you know what are the things like what is your environment looking like like if you because for example if you want to elevate your life mm-hmm. are you putting yourself in a position to do so yeah and then not make any excuses to get to where you want to go perfect man perfect um tell us again um well i, I want to ask you do you mind coming back on the show when you launch the book to promote the book and talk about the book i can i can i would definitely um be more than happy to come back on do the that, show. Man. When you do your book tour, uh, please come back on. Uh, tell the people where they can find you, how they can connect with you. Um, we connected on LinkedIn. Um, I got your Instagram handle below you so they can see that. Uh, everything you're doing right now and um, just let them know where, where they can connect with you. I got you. So that is my Instagram handle. I Randy and Bougay. Snapchat is original Randy because I post on there consistently. My YouTube is Randy and Bougay. So if you look at my name, you can find me. And if you just look at my name on Google, you'll see my Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. You'll get it. You'll get it all. Everything. And just connect on one of those sites and I'm more than happy to help you in any way that I can. Funny you said uh, looking up on Google. I was actually thought about an idea of getting a business card that just said, um, it was just a Google search bar and they had my name in the middle. So when people were like, mm. what do you do? It's just give them the, like, here, Google it. Everything you need to know is right there on Google. Yeah, just look me I mean, it took me a while to get there though, you know, because it's not like, it's only because I guess I do like post a lot of content. So by me doing so, it puts me in a position where it's like, well, I mean, cause Chris, he's, he's, he's on the network. He's, you know, yeah. and so yeah. definitely. Yeah, man. All right. Thank you so much for jumping on, man. We're going to have you back. We're going to have Randy back when he launches his book. Yes, sir. Great speaker. Look how he answered the question. So succinct. Massive value. 
Thank you so much for that, man. Thank you everybody yes, who joined the live. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed making it for you. Till next time, peace out. Yes, sir. Thank you. Ready? Welcome to the Success Code, where Roy Red provides interviews, discussions, strategies, and talks to help broaden your perspective on your road to cracking the Success Code. Success Code.